Now on view at SCAD Fash, Manish Aurora's Life is Beautiful. Renowned for dazzling designs and a rainbow of colors, Manish Aurora has brought the talent and craftsmanship of India's rich sartorial history to the global forefront, earning international acclaim on runways across three continents. Designing in India since the 1990s, Aurora's glittering garments celebrate extravagant expressions of self through varied materials, techniques, and silhouettes in a triumphant union of Western and Eastern aesthetics adapted to today's multicultural society with a touch of humor. Find out more at scadfash.org. Support for WABE comes from 100 Miles, a nonprofit committed to preserving Georgia's 100-mile coast. Protecting this critical coastal ecosystem takes all of us. Watch the stories of the innovators and future leaders who help keep our coast flowing at OurGeorgiaCoast.org. From WABE in Atlanta, this is City Lights. I'm Lois Reitzes. Thank you for listening. In the afterword to his book, George O'Keefe, 100 Flowers, Nicholas Calloway writes, George O'Keefe was not a flower painter. She may be, however, the greatest painter of flowers in the history of Western art. Calloway's celebrated book is the basis of a new multi-sensory show at Illuminarium on the East Side Trail of the Atlanta Beltline. Later this hour, we'll hear about the immersive experience, George O'Keefe. 100 flowers. First, help our garden grow with your donation. We're currently in our spring membership drive, and during this campaign, we're asking for your help because your donations enable us to bring you the vibrant culture of Atlanta. And right now, we've got yet another reason to give. I'm joined this hour by City Light senior producer Kim Drobes to tell you more. Kedro. Hello. And indeed, when you give right now, not only will you be supporting City Lights, but you'll also be entered into a drawing to win a behind the scenes tour of Tiny Doors ATL. That's for you and up to four friends. And by the way, if you're not familiar with Tiny Doors ATL, you're missing out on a big part of the heart of Atlanta. This is Karen Anderson Singer. She creates little seven-inch doors of art and (laughs) installs them all around our city. So if you donate this hour, you and up to four friends can go on a tour of their facility. You'll get to meet creator Karen Anderson Singer, and you'll even get some Tiny Doors swag. Tiny Doors ATL is the artist in residence right now for the Atlantic Station neighborhood. The studio has a gallery of all the retired Tiny Doors, and it's where artist Karen Anderson Singer creates the miniature installations that absolutely delight our city. If you're in this drawing right now, when you give at wabe.org slash donate, we'll put you in the drawing or give us a call, 678-553-9090. Please take a moment to give at wabe.org slash donate. Thanks to Tiny Doors ATL and thanks to you for your gift now. Give us a call, 678-553-9090. 
I'm Jen White, and I am the host of 1A from WAMU and NPR. I am a donor to every public radio station I ever relied on. And in part, it's because I continue to go to those stations for information. But it's also because I understand the importance of local journalism. And I know how hard these newsrooms hustle to bring you stories about your communities, about your city councils and your school boards and your state legislatures that you're not getting in other places. So I gladly continue to invest in stations that are doing this important work because we all need it. We all rely on it. So I do it happily and I hope you will too. Here's how you can donate to this public radio station. And thanks. You can follow Jen White's example and give monthly at wabe.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090. When you give, you're telling the world that you support local journalism. And when you donate this hour, you are helping us continue to bring you local arts and culture coverage conversations like the one we had on Friday with gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams discussing her recent children's book. These conversations come to you only on City Lights, so please take a moment to support the work we're doing. Take a moment and give monthly at wabe.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090. Thanks. And when Lois suggests giving monthly, what that does, that makes you a WABE sustaining member. And if you are one, you never need to ask, when's the last time that I gave? Because once you set it up, your membership is always up to date. And if you need to make any changes, you can contact us at any time. We usually suggest about $10 a month because historically it seems to be the most comfortable level for a new sustainer. And sustaining membership really is the best way to give. Your monthly gift will not only support WABE's local news coverage, but it really does help us amplify Atlanta in so many ways. Make your first-time sustainer gift, or if you already are a sustainer, consider adding just a dollar or two each month to your gift now. WABE.org slash donate or give us a call 678-553-9090. My name is Tracy Walker, and I'm from Aquarius, Georgia. I increased the my sustaining gift to WABE simply because I think the older I get, the more value I get out of the station. And because my husband and I have been incredibly blessed and fortunate because um, that certainly has not been the case for so many people. And I think it's important to give back. Mm, thank you, Tracy. It's important to remember that if you can give back, indeed you should. As a part of WABE's community of listeners, being a sustaining donor is one of the easiest ways to do just that. Your monthly donation goes right to work helping to build the station's future. Some listeners are not in that position right now, and we understand. You can help out by becoming a sustainer. Or if you already are one, 
by giving a little more each month. You can do that easily at this specific site, wabe.org slash upgrade, or call 678-553-9090 and tell the operator you'd like to upgrade your gift. Thanks. And thank you to everyone that has already given during City Lights this morning, because when you do give this morning, your name will be entered into that drawing to win a Tiny Doors ATL behind-the-scenes tour for you and up to four of your friends. That includes not just a tour of the Tiny Doors ATL facility, but you'll also get to meet the creator, Karen Anderson Singer, and you'll get some Tiny Doors swag on your way out the door. Tiny Doors ATL creates those tiny doors you see around Atlanta, but there are dozens of exclusive tiny doors around the city. Please take a moment to give right now at wabe.org slash donate. For full contest details, we know how people love details, please visit wabe.org slash contest and you'll get all the rules there. And incidentally, if you happen to be listening to the rebroadcast this evening, you are also entered into this give by calling 678-553-9090. Now, modernist art takes on new meaning at Atlanta's Illuminarium. In the afterword to his book, George O'Keefe, 100 Flowers, Nicholas Calloway writes, George O'Keefe was not a flower painter. She may be, however, the greatest painter of flowers in the history of Western art. Calloway's celebrated book is the basis of a new show at Illuminarium on the East Side Trail of the Atlanta Beltline. Here to talk about the immersive experience, George O'Keefe, 100 Flowers, are the editor-publisher, Nicholas Calloway, and Illuminarium CEO, Alan Greenberg. Welcome to City Lights. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much. Alan, for those who have not yet been to Illuminarium, will you describe the experience you and your team created? Yes. Illuminarium is a place that can take you any place through an extraordinary technology and content and scale, we bring amazing experiences to life. And we started with our first spectacle, which was a wild safari spectacle that's still playing at Illuminarium. And our second spectacle that we're extraordinarily excited about is, as you noted, George O'Keefe, 100 Flowers. So when you walk in, it's a combination of the best projection in the world, the best sound in the world. Uh, We actually have scent, so you'll actually smell the flowers in the Illuminarium. We have in-floor haptic systems, so you kind of feel it when the music is playing that supports the spectacle. And then you'll actually interact through our LiDAR technology. You will actually interact with the content itself. It's quite an amazing experience in that regard. So it is multi-sensory. Would you elaborate a bit on this LiDAR technology? Yeah, so LiDAR is the same technology that's actually used in cars for auto driving. 
but we use it in a different way so that when there are flowers, for example, on the floor, you can actually, as you walk, you will move them around and you'll actually feel a part of the experience. So it, it actually tracks every single person that's in the Illuminarium and allows us to do really clever things with interactivity. Hmm. What led to George O'Keefe and 100 Flowers as the new immersive experience? So we were very interested um, in doing something in the world of art and art and music. And we were introduced um, to Nicholas, who we actually had had known for a while and, and the great work that Callaway has done. We were so impressed with the intellectual property represented by George O'Keefe 100 Flowers because Nicholas has, and he could talk about in some detail, has photographed each of these paintings in a manner that is extraordinarily high quality so that when we blow those paintings up to 22 feet high, you actually can still see the brushstrokes that George O'Keefe painted with. And But I think more than anything, we wanted this experience to be important. And, and George O'Keefe, again, Nicholas can talk about this more detail than me, is iconic uh, in so many ways. He was an iconic woman, really the mother of uh, the American kind of modernist movement. She broke ground for women in art in extraordinary ways. So we felt like this is somebody that we would love to celebrate. I was surprised to read that most of her flower paintings were created during just a 14-year period of her 98 years. Nicholas, what was the public response to the first exhibition of O'Keeffe's large-scale canvases of flowers in 1925. The reaction when she first showed her flower paintings, they caused a sensation. And they really made O'Keeffe the first 20th century superstar artist and superstar woman artist. No one had ever seen paintings like this And one of the reasons that we have partnered with Illuminarium is that thanks to the technology of immersive experiences, we are taking O'Keeffe's work in a way that we feel is faithful to her original intent and bringing it alive for a 21st century audience. Her original idea, and she wrote about it, was that people love flowers. People love to hold them up close and look at them, to smell them, maybe to give them to a friend. But her idea, she said, because a flower is so small, that if I painted flowers the way I see them, no one would notice them because I would paint them small as the flower is small. So she said, I will paint them big so that people will stop and take time to look carefully. And that's exactly what she did starting in 1919, although the first really giant flowers were 1923. 
And so she took subject matter that might have been an inch or two across, and she made them three feet high, four feet high. And this was a radical idea. And of course, the colors she used, no one had ever painted in such riotous colors of pinks and yellows and blues and greens. And so the, the collective impact of the size and the color, but perhaps most of all, the emotion that was in the flowers caused an absolute sensation and they still do today. So it's an idea, thanks to Illuminarium's technology and creative team, this immersive experience takes you inside the flowers. They are 22 feet high and 150 running feet. And uh, the impact of them, we think, is very much uh, almost a, a recreation of the impact that they had originally, but will have the same kind of impact for today's audience. For many of us, indeed, an essential part of fascination with George O'Keefe's paintings is her palette. And Nicholas, I loved reading your reference to O'Keefe's friend, the painter Charles Demuth, who said, in her canvases, each color almost regains the fun it must have felt within itself on forming <laughs> the first rainbow. What an amazing description to think it of is. color as having human characteristics. How will the intensity of hue and George O'Keefe's unusual combinations of color, which you mentioned, how will that translate to the show at Luminarium? Well, that's a great question. And I've spent over 50 years, most of my life, as a student and uh, admirer of Georgia O'Keeffe and her work. In fact, I reached out to her as a teenager and wrote her a letter, which she responded to. And I ended up meeting her when I was still in college. And my life ever since she she's a, a, a hero of mine, and I continue to love her work to this day. So we have published four books on her work, starting with 100 Flowers. But we have taken great care in all of our work and now epitomized in the Illuminarium experience to translate those colors with with unprecedented fidelity. So they are very true to the radical palette of the paintings themselves. And I love that you quoted Charles Demas, because of course he, he knew her well and he looked at her as another great painter. But I feel that the effect of the exhibition thanks to Illuminarium's creative and technical and production team, which by the way, I, I just learned uh, Radical Media, headed by John Kamen, who is Alan's partner and the production team, they have just won an Oscar and a Grammy. So it's, a, you know, it's, it's one of the most renowned production teams, but they have been able to convey the color and 
textures of these paintings in a way that no one's ever seen before. It's quite <clears throat> a moving experience. Nicholas Calloway, author of Georgia O'Keeffe, 100 Flowers, and Illuminarium CEO Alan Greenberg. We'll be back with more of this conversation after a short break. But first, this is City Lights. I'm Lois Reitzes. Thank you for joining us. Atlanta's rich with opportunities for unique experiences like Illuminarium. And unique experience is the idea behind today's sweepstakes with your gift at wabe.org slash donate. Here's City Light senior producer Kim Drobes with more. Yeah, unique is definitely the right word for this one. This is pretty special. So right now, when you give, not only will you be supporting the insights you get on City Lights, you'll be making an investment in the stories about the rich, vibrant culture found here in Atlanta. Plus, you get to be entered into a drawing to win a Tiny Doors ATL behind the scenes tour. It's good for you and up to four of your friends. And aside from the tour, it also includes a meeting with the creator, Karen Anderson Singer, and you even get a few Tiny Doors gifts on your way out the door. So please take a moment to support City Lights and get in on this drawing. WABE.org slash donate or give us a call 678-553-9090. Thanks and good luck. My name is Adlin Kasana and I live in Vining. My favorite personality is Lois Rice. City Lights uh, with Lois Rice, it's arts, it's entertainment. She highlights, you know, that local artist and that local artist. She shines light on them. And so I think that there's great appreciation for that. If I could say anything to Lois, it's thank you. Well, thank you, Adlin from Vinings. It's people like Adlin who provide the power to City Lights, listeners who become contributors. Listeners like Adlin and you. You can help City Lights continue to shine a bright light on local artists with your sustaining or one-time gift of support right now at wabe.org slash donate or by calling 678-553-9090. Thanks. And you can have an even bigger impact as a WABE sustainer. It's really the best way to give. And here's why. That $10 may seem small, but it allows us to make future plans more accurately, knowing that we have a reliable source of ongoing support. We suggest $10 a month because that's the amount that seems to work best for most of our listeners. But look, only you know what works for you financially. We only ask that you give as generously as you can at wabe.org slash donate. And with nearly 84% of all of our funding coming from the metro Atlanta area, your help is so important to us. wabe.org slash donate and really thank you. With the new gift of $15 a month right now, you can get the fresh new WABE Amplifying Atlanta Tote Bag. It features illustrations of some of Atlanta's most iconic landmarks along with beloved WABE hosts. And it was designed by Atlanta artist Fabian Williams. 
The modern design is complemented with a zippered top and an interior pocket for other essentials. That's at $15 a month or a one-time gift of $180. Plus, you'll automatically receive the PBS Streaming Service Passport. Please give monthly at wabe.org slash donate or phone 678-553-9090. Thanks. Thanks so much to all of you donating in this hour of City Lights. One donor listening right now will win a Tiny Doors ATL behind-the-scenes tour with up to four guests. It includes a tour of their facility and a meeting with the creator, Karen Anderson Singer. This is a great opportunity to take in a unique experience, so please make your gift now at wabe.org slash donate or with a call to 678-553-9090. Thank you. The field of mental health counseling is growing rapidly, and Richmond Graduate University can equip you with everything you need as a licensed professional counselor while integrating your faith into your clinical practice. Programs are offered in Atlanta, Chattanooga, and online. Apply today at richmont.edu. That's R-I-C-H-M-O-N-T dot E-D-U. You love free. And at Ameris Bank, so do we. That's why we're proud to offer worry-free, hassle-free Ameris Bank free checking. Manage your money your way with convenient access to digital, mobile, and telephone banking, all with no monthly service fee or minimum balance requirements. At Ameris Bank, we're with you. For more information or to open an account, visit our local bankers in person or online at amerisbank.com slash free checking. Other fees such as overdraft fees may apply. Ameris Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is City Lights on WABE. I'm Lois Wrights. It's so good to have you along. If you are just joining us, I've been speaking with Illuminarium CEO Alan Greenberg and Nicholas Calloway, author of George O'Keefe, 100 Flowers. The two have collaborated to bring Callaway's magnificent book to life via an immersive experience at Illuminarium beginning this Thursday, April 28th. Our conversation led us to the specifics of O'Keefe's work. And here, Callaway explains why some of the smallest paintings represented in the show are still among his favorites. Some of my very favorite paintings, one of them, Red Poppy 1927, which is included in the show, is seven by nine inches. But even at that size, they have both an intimacy and a monumentality because her basic idea was to take you inside the flower. It was really a photographic idea that I think was influenced by her husband and Alfred Stieglitz to take something and and uh, enlarge it. She could make a tiny painting feel monumental, and she could make a giant painting feel intimate. She lived for many decades beyond <laughs> ninety-eight <the>, years. <laughs> yes, many decades beyond the creation of these flower paintings. Do you think she grew weary of flowers as a subject? That, that's also a great question. These are the paintings that made her famous, that made her a star. They also were an expression 
I believe, of her relationship, of her deep love relationship with Stieglitz. And that's one reason they are so intense. I believe they are the self-portraits of a woman in love who's been able to convey to her art what it feels like to be in love. Mm. And that's also another reason why people respond why they did in 1923 and why they do today so powerfully, because people feel that emotion. But her relationship with Stieglitz ended, at least personally, although he, he was much older and he passed away. He was a giant figure, maybe the central figure in modern photography in America. So when they separated, she moved to New Mexico, I think part as an escape. And she discovered the desert landscape. She continued to paint flowers and desert flowers occasionally. And sometimes she combined them with the skulls that she found and superimposed them over the landscape. But they became really an element of her desert paintings rather than the focus of the work itself. So I think she indeed, she was a great pioneering artist and she wanted to keep evolving as an artist, which she did. And so after the 1920s, the flowers pretty much, she moved uh, to the desert as her motif, Mm -hmm. more than flowers. You described the research you had to do on 100 flowers. It's similar to that of an archaeologist. (laughs) What are a couple of stories collectors told you? Well, it was fascinating because I decided to do some research. O'Keefe was still alive, but she was very aged. I had published a book on Alfred Stieglitz with her, but at the end of her life, she lost her eyesight. And so I didn't see her in these last years, but I, through my research, realized that she had painted hundreds of flower paintings that the world had never seen. They'd really only seen a handful. I think the reason was twofold. One was that they were so popular that most of them were sold and entered into private collections and into museum collections. And also, as I said, that she moved past the flowers into uh, the desert landscape. So I decided I was going to find these. And in a sense, they were, in many cases, the lost flower paintings of George O'Keefe. And I tracked them down. In some cases, they were still belonged to either they were in the family or they might have belonged to the original purchaser. One story I'll, I'll never forget is that all I had was a, I didn't have a phone number, I had an address, and I went to the address and I knocked on the door and an elderly lady answered and I introduced myself and told her that I was publishing this book and I was looking for this particular painting. And she said, well, it's it's right here on the wall. Would you like to come and see it? <laughs> <laughs> and it was stories like that. It was wonderful to see that the emotional effect of this work continued, that people were very devoted to these paintings. So there are a lot of great stories about uh, being a uh, a flower uh, archaeologist and the book originally came out on her 100th anniversary. She had died the year before, but it was a, it was a kind of centennial homage 
for that generation to O'Keefe. It's the biggest selling art book by a woman artist ever published. And so now we have an opportunity to do the same thing, to reintroduce these great paintings with Illuminarium for a new generation. And we think people are going, a whole new generation is going to discover them all over again. Alan, how does the show at Illuminarium differ from other immersive artists' experiences, such as the Van Gogh and Picasso shows at Pullman Yard? Initially, the, the concept of Illuminarium was inspired by a lot of different things. And one of those was, by the way, the original Van Gogh show in Paris at Atelier Luminaire, which is really, I think, uh, the best of all that had been done. Uh, but at Luminarium, we combine scale at a level that really no one has, has seen before. We combine interactivity. We are using a sound system that's extraordinary. And one thing you're going to see and, and hear in this spectacle Georgia Keep 100 Flowers at Illuminarium is wonderful music. There are a dozen performances from amazing female artists like Annie Lennox and Nina Simone and Sia and Casey Musgroves and Alyssa Carr, et cetera. Uh, and when you hear music like Scars to Your Beautiful or Georgia on my mind, <laughs> and you are watching these flowers explode around you. It is really something. I think what's different about it is that this is, um, we really do play to all of your senses at a level that no one has ever quite seen before. Wow. Illuminarium CEO Alan Greenberg and Nicholas Calloway, author of Georgia O'Keeffe, 100 Flowers. We'll be back with more of our discussion in a moment. But first, with just a few moments left in the program, we wanted to remind you that when you give to support City Lights, you might also receive something, too. I'm Lois Reitzis with City Light senior producer Kim Drobes. We'll tell you more. That's right. When you give right now, you'll be supporting City Lights, and you'll also be entered into a drawing to win a Tiny Doors ATL behind-the-scenes tour. That's for you and up to four of your friends, and this is the type of unique event that money cannot buy. Only your donation can get you entered into this contest. Tiny Doors ATL is the work of artist Karen Anderson Singer. She started the project with one seven-inch door in the Crock Street Tunnel back in 2014. Yeah, 2014. Mm -hmm. And if you're the winner, you'll be able to meet Karen Anderson Singer during the exclusive studio tour. Giving is easy, and it only takes a moment at wabe.org slash donate. Please do it now. It just takes a few minutes. You can also give by calling 678-553-9090. Thank you so much and good luck. Do you know your neighbors? Like really know them. If you don't, you're not alone. Hi, I'm Diana Opong from NPR's Life Kit. If you want to be a better neighbor, there's a lot you can do. First tip, get out there and introduce yourself. 
Let your neighbors know you're there to help if they ever need a hand. Second tip, looking out for your neighbors is important. And remember that everyone deserves to be safe and comfortable. If something is making you uncomfortable or upset, take a beat and ask yourself why. Finally, make small kind gestures a daily practice. Cleaning up litter, picking flowers from your garden to give to a neighbor, every little thing counts. Another way to be a great neighbor? Donating to this station. Your support strengthens your community. Give today. Here's how. You just go online to wabe.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090 to do something nice for your neighbors and yourself. You're not just giving to WABE. You are giving yourself and our community vital independent news and arts coverage. Just like when you pick up that litter around your neighborhood, giving to WABE makes Atlanta a little better place to live. Take a second to give monthly at wabe.org slash donate or by calling 678-553-9090. I love that comparison, Lois. So guys, how about starting your membership with a sustaining gift of $10 a month? When you sign up as a monthly sustaining donor, that $10 helps pay for every reason you listen to 90.1. It shows you love like Morning Edition and dare I say City Lights? Dare. Dare you. We tell powerful, fact-filled stories every day. And your sustaining gift helps us to continue to amplify the voices of Atlanta long after this funding drive is over. The amount you give is really up to you, but giving monthly does make it easier for you and better for WABE. The majority of our funding comes from Metro Atlanta. That's coming from listeners just like you. Please give as generously as you can at wabe.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090. It's also very easy to become a member. First, you just consider how much you hear on WABE and what that means to you. Then decide how much you are able to give. Grab your credit card or debit card or bank account information and go to wabe.org slash donate. Choose a little thank you gift if you like. Give us a little contact information and you are done. And I might add, we are offering some very cool handcrafted thank you gifts during this drive. So be sure to check out the colorful t-shirts and mugs designed by Atlanta artist Fabian Williams. In order to do that, you have to donate at wabe.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090. Thank you. Thanks to everyone who's already given during this hour of City Lights. And you can join them and be entered into that Tiny Doors ATL exclusive behind-the-scenes tour that includes a meeting with artist Karen Anderson Singer. Tiny Doors ATL was awarded the first tiny key to the city of Atlanta (laughs) in 2018. And you'll be able to see this unique little tiny key on display in the studio if you are today's winner.
please take a moment to give at wabe.org slash donate. Thanks again to Tiny Doors ATL and to you for your gift. You can also donate by calling 678-553-9090. Thanks. With your $20 a month gift to WABE, we'd like to send you two great thank you gifts. The WABE Amplifying Atlanta Tote Bag, along with the new WABE Mug. The Tote's modern design features a zippered top and an interior pocket, and both the Tote and the 12-ounce mug feature illustrations of some of Atlanta's most familiar and iconic landmarks, along with the WABE hosts designed by Atlanta artist Fabian Williams. You'll also automatically get the PBS Streaming Channel Passport. When you give now to WABE, you're supporting one of the most trusted news outlets in the country. It only takes a moment to give monthly at wabe.org slash donate or phone 678-553-9090 and thanks. This is City Lights on WABE. I'm Lois Wright says thank you for listening. If you are just tuning in, a very special show today. My guests are the author Nicholas Calloway and Illuminarium CEO Alan Greenberg. We've been discussing their collaborative effort to create an immersive experience based on Calloway's book, George O'Keefe, 100 Flowers. George O'Keefe had few female counterparts in the 1920s, and here, Calloway addresses why it's important to keep in mind that it was a woman who created these paintings. As you say, there were very few women artists at the time. There were some very important ones, such as Frida Kahlo, who was actually friendly with O'Keefe. But O'Keefe was, she stood alone, and she was so pioneering not only in what she painted, but in who she was as a woman, her, her creativity, her dignity, her fierce independence. She, in many ways, is one of the mothers of the women's movement, and I think still seen as a hero. So she's a pioneer, and she inspires everyone today, men, women, girls, boys, just as she did then. Alan, last year, our senior producer, Kim Drobe, spoke with you about Illuminarium's wild safari experience. Since its opening, what kind of audience response to the virtual safari attraction have you received? Oh, thanks so much for asking that. We've now had, I think, close to 200,000 people come to see Wild Safari, considering that we launched it in the middle of a pandemic. It's somewhat amazing. And I think what we have done with that particular production is that we have, you know, 98% of the people in the world have not been on a safari. But I think if you asked 100 people to walk down the street, would you like to go on a safari? Probably 98% say, that's a dream of mine. (laughs) So I think we've kind of fulfilled the dream And we've actually continued to develop the spectacle and enhance it. And I'll give you an example. We sent a film crew a couple of months ago to Rwanda to film the the mountain gorillas and the silverback gorillas. There are only about 900 left in the world. 
They are all in the Volcano uh, National Park in Rwanda. And we had access, very special access to them. And we actually created a new chapter in WILD because we were so inspired. It's been a great response to date. And um, we're getting ready to open Wild Safari in Las Vegas next week, as well as Georgia Keep One Winter Flowers. So the Wild Safari experience will remain open alongside the immersive O'Keefe? Yes, it will. We will continue to show it from time to time. So uh, the audience can can now have a choice of spectacles at Luminarium. And in about another six weeks or so, we'll actually be launching a third spectacle called Space, where we take you to the moon and beyond. That will be coming this summer to Illuminarium. But our focus is going to be Georgia O'Keeffe 100 Flowers are having an opening uh, kind of party on the 27th. And I think on the 28th, we'll actually open our doors to the public in Atlanta. And I think what a perfect place, uh, you know, in the spring where you're surrounded by flowers in Atlanta for this to open uh, to the public in this special way. Nicholas, the most personal story in your book is about the white peony. Will you share it with us? Sure. As I said, I was first introduced to her work through actually the portraits by Alfred Stieglitz that he took of her uh, when they first met and throughout the 1920s. And I saw a retrospective that, uh, that the Whitney mounted in 1970. I was in college and I was so moved by her work. And I was a photographer at the time and I took a, a, a picture of a peony and my girlfriend at the time said, that looks like an O'Keefe painting. Why don't you send it to her? And so I did. <laughs> and a couple weeks later, I got an envelope back that said Georgia O'Keeffe Avenue, New Mexico. And that was just incredible. And she said, thank you very much for the photograph of the flower. I like it very much. And I've kept it with me. Would you like me to return it or keep it? And so I wrote it back and said, by all means, please keep it. <laughs> the next year, I was an undergraduate at Harvard, and she came and got an honorary degree. And so I went down to the florist, and I got the same flower that I had photographed, a giant peony. And as she walked by in the procession, I, I gave it to her. And she grabbed it, and she held it in her hands through the whole ceremony. And of course, I was just, I was in heaven that I had been able to give something to my hero. And the next summer, I decided to go to the American Southwest to photograph for the first time. And so I wrote her again. And I said, I was the one that gave you that flower. And I was the one that took the picture of that flower and sent it to you. And I got another letter back and said, dear Mr. Calloway, I've always wondered who gave me that flower. I kept it with me all day. Here is my telephone number. Come and see me, oh, which I did. And I visited her at her home in Abiquiu and in Ghost Ranch. I spent several days and she took me on walks through the hills that she had immortalized. And that then began my, those were the, the, the beginnings of my lifelong affair with Georgia O'Keefe and her work. Oh, how extraordinary. It doesn't get more special than that. 
But of course, I'm so grateful that after all these years, Alan and I have known each other for several decades, as well as John Kamen at Radical Media and David Rockwell. So the thought that after all of this time that we have come together to make this homage to O'Keefe is uh, is really the dream of a lifetime for me. Nicholas Calloway is the author of George O'Keefe, 100 Flowers, and Illuminarium CEO Alan Greenberg. The Illuminarium's immersive experience, O'Keefe, 100 Flowers. This multi-sensory show opens Thursday, April 28th, and more information is on our website. WABE.org. Now, with just a few minutes left in the program, we want to remind you that when you give to support City Lights now, in the next few minutes, you might also receive something, too. And City Lights senior producer Kim Drobes will tell you more about it. Yep. Listen to this. With just moments left in this hour, when you give right now, you'll be supporting what it takes to bring you stories you can't find anywhere else. And you're going to get a gift you can't find anywhere Mm. else. You're going to be entered into a drawing to win a Tiny Doors ATL behind the scenes tour. That's for you and up to four of your friends. And it also includes a meeting with artist Karen Anderson Singer. You'll even get some Tiny Doors swag on the way out the door. And do it right now at this moment because we've just got a few minutes left for this offer. WABE.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090. Thanks. My name is Sue Lee and I live in Johns Creek. I listen to WABE because this is the only thing that gives me joy. Usually when I'm laughing is if I'm listening to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me or if I'm listening to A Wonderful Story um, or an interview with Terry Gross on Fresh Air. When I listen to WABE, I always have a smile on my face. Oh, thank you, Sue. I'm so glad WABE can bring you such joy. It's a reminder that the original NPR mission statement was about looking for understanding, meaning, and joy in the human experience. So if you found yourself smiling or even laughing at times while listening to WABE, go on. Throw in a few bucks so we can keep bringing joy to people all over Atlanta. We have some great ways to thank you, too. Check them out on our website at wabe.org slash donate or by calling 678-553-9090 and thank you. Every story you hear on WABE brings you something, knowledge, inspiration, insight, and of course, humor. You can support all of that right now with a gift of financial support. Please consider giving monthly. It's what we call a sustaining gift. We found that most of our new sustainers choose a gift of around $10 a month. Please, if you can, choose to give at that level or as generously as you're able at wabe.org slash donate. When you do, you'll be joining thousands of Atlanta listeners who have already decided to fund this station. That's important because 84% of our funding comes from Metro Atlanta listeners 
just like you. Please give what you can today at wabe.org slash donate or call us 678-553-9090. My name is Donna Court and I live in Marietta, Georgia. So why am I a Cornerstone member? Because I believe that my money matters there. So the Cornerstone program is giving either $100 per month or a total of $1,200 per year, getting information, trustworthy information, as opposed to opinion, is very important. And public radio is the perfect vehicle to do that in. Thank you, Donna, and thank you for being a Cornerstone member. Your money does matter here, and we put it to work immediately for you. Your contributions directly support the Atlanta arts and culture coverage you rely on. And a Cornerstone gift helps make that support go even further. Please consider becoming a Cornerstone member today for $100 or more a month. You can find out all the information at wabe.org slash donate or by calling 678 678- Five five three ninety ninety. We keep encouraging you to give monthly, but hey, if that's not in your budget right now, we always welcome one-time gifts too. What matters is that you give based on the value that you find here at WABE. Please make your first ever donation at wabe.org slash donate or you can call 678-553-9090. Thanks. And do remember, you have about two minutes left to give, and your name will be entered into a drawing to win that Tiny Doors ATL exclusive behind-the-scenes tour that includes a meeting with the artist Karen Anderson Singer. So please donate now by calling 678-553-9090 or call 678-553. I said that. <laughs> I am so excited. Donate now at wabe.org slash donate. And I'm told that we will actually be taking donations for this special offer until five minutes past the hour. So good luck. Donate now and thank you. You've been listening to City Lights. Our daily exploration of arts and culture. Our producer is Summer Evans, City Light. Senior producer is Kim Drove. Shelly Canavy is our engineer. I think I can say my name. It's Lois <laughs> Reitzes. Most importantly of all, you're listening to WABE Atlanta. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. The world is full of mysteries. Are ghosts real? Is that yogurt expired? Hey, the unknown can be scary. But when you donate to WABE, you know where your money is going. Your gift supports the journalism that keeps you informed and the programs that pull back the curtain on complicated stories. Help us make the world less mysterious. Become a member now. Go online to wabe.org slash donate and thanks.